Are you obsessed with Los Angeles? Head over heels in love with the City of Angels? Well, this is the podcast for you. At LifeX LA, we hack the best in arts, eats, and activities in Los Angeles. So join us and become an LA hacker. Baby, baby. Hey, what's going on, LA Hacker? This is Stefan, and welcome to episode number 36 of the Life Hacks LA podcast. This episode is going to be a little bit different than our usual. Typically, we have a guest on, and uh, we hack some spectacular thing to do in Los Angeles or LA institution, but today I'm going to do something a little different. It's just going to be you and I today, and we're going to be talking about the impact of Kobe Bryant's legacy on LA. At the time of this recording, it's been about three weeks since the tragic accident that took Kobe, his daughter, and seven other people on board that helicopter. And we've just seen an outpouring of support for Kobe Bryant and his legacy in this city. And I wanted to just do a quick episode talking about that, uh, the impact that he had and impact he continues to have. And we'll, we'll talk about some of the tributes and murals that have come up over Los Angeles since the passing and in that tragic accident. All right, guys, so uh, kick back, listen to this episode. We're going to talk about Kobe Bryant, and at the end, I've got a little hack for you. All right, take care. Enjoy the episode. Hey, what is up, LA Hackers? So we got a little bit of a different episode for you today. Instead of hacking a particular topic, we're going to look at the impact of Kobe Bryant on the city of Los Angeles. And I'm going to be flying solo in this episode. It's just going to be you and I talking about Kobe Bryant and his impact on the city of L.A. So at the time of this recording, it's about three weeks after the tragic helicopter accident that took the lives of Kobe, his 13-year-old daughter, and seven other passengers or seven other people who were on board. And from that tragedy, we, in the short amount of time, we have seen what Kobe really meant specifically to the city of L.A., Um, Kobe wasn't from Los Angeles, but he played his entire 20-year career here. And we saw him grow grow up from an 18-year-old kid out of high school into a grown, mature man of 38 years old when he retired. You remember he dropped 60 points in his last um, NBA game there at Staples. But I'm a huge basketball fan. I've been watching basketball since I was a kid, and I watched Kobe's entire career um, when he came right out of high school up until he retired. And, you know, there's just so many thrilling moments that he gave to the city of Los Angeles. He won five NBA championships, three of them early on in his career with uh, Shaq, of course. And two of them came later in his career when he had uh, Gasol and Artest and um, Lamar Odom. But he was clearly the best player on the team from those last two championships. And he was he was the leader and it was all on his shoulders. And of course, besides the championships, he just had so many individual accomplishments. Um, and I'm talking about specifically in basketball, including clutch shot after clutch shot and so many thrilling game winners and, you know, uh, finals MVPs, NBA MVP one year. And, you know, just a long, long list of accomplishments that the city of Los Angeles was, was proud to be fans of his. But even though Kobe was not known for being the most gregarious or outgoing NBA player, he was really, really loved by LA. And a big part of that, in my opinion, is the love that he had for the city. And that's apparent to me because he played, not only did he play his entire career in Los Angeles, but 
even after retiring, he stayed in Newport Beach where he played, you know, the, the later part of his career. So he was um, down in Orange County and that's where he was raising his kids. So it was clear that he loved living in LA. And after his retirement, you know, about three years ago, he was on his way to taking over another big LA industry and that's Hollywood. He was writing and producing original works like a podcast, production for movies and television, and that includes a documentary, Dear Basketball, that he won an Oscar for in 2018. And really, I mean, there's a lot of sad things about this tragedy, but that's one of the saddest things is Kobe was a bit distant during his playing career. You know, he was so focused on winning, but he was really branching out into other, other things as a still a very young man of only 41 years old. Um, this, besides entertainment, he was really involved as a father in his girls' lives. You know, uh, a girl dad, as they call it, as with his with his daughters, especially Gianna, who was tragically on the helicopter with him. She loved basketball, and seemed to have that same mamba-like passion. So, it almost felt like, like I said, during his career, he was a little distant, but. It almost felt like we we're getting to know him better because of all these other things he had going on in his life and also just the uh, maturity, I'm sure, that came with being an, uh, an older, an older retired person as compared to like a young, young basketball player. But I listened to many of his interviews after he retired, and that's when you really realize how thoughtful and intelligent a person he was. I mean, he could really teach a master class just on motivation, hard work and, and setting and achieving your goals. Uh, you know, like during his career, I mean, the guy spoke a few different languages. So even during his career, you knew he was super smart, but he was mostly answering questions about basketball because that's what he was being asked uh, when he was playing. But after he retired, he started doing interviews outside of basketball. And I mean, he almost had like a Tony Robbins type mentality and approach to things where you could study what he's saying and apply it to your own life. You know, very, very motivational. And, uh, you know, a lot of those answers came because he was getting deeper questions about life and not, not just basketball. And when you heard some of his answers, you're like, wow, okay, this guy could be destined for something even bigger in life after the game of basketball. And, uh, you know, we're getting close to a month after losing Kobe and everyone on that helicopter. And it's, it's still really, really shocking. But one thing that's, kind of cool to see is how the city is showing him just how much his legacy meant to LA. Um, at the time of this recording, it's about a week until the memorial, the public memorial they're going to be having uh, for Bryant at the, for Kobe Bryant at, at the Staples Center. That's on maybe, uh, Monday, February 20, 24th. Of course, the 24th is Kobe's jer jersey number. And that'll be about a month after the accident. I think the accident happened on January 26th. So, February 24th, there's a public memorial for Kobe, Gianna, and the other people that were on board. But to show you just how loved he was in the city, you know, when it was first announced, um, Vanessa Bryant announced it on their Instagram that they'd be having this public memorial. Uh, I looked up how to get tickets, and they're free, they're free to go, but you have to reserve a spot, and it was being handled by Ticketmaster. That, that's just how high the demand is. So it's pretty crazy. I mean, um, you know, as many people as the Staples Center holds, um, thousands of people, unfortunately, are going to be left out. And that's at Monday at 10 a.m. So, I mean, 
people are likely going to have to take time off work, but there's expected to be like a huge, huge demand for that. And uh, I reserved my ticket. We'll see if I, if I actually get it. I think they're supposed to announce it here in, in a couple of days, but not, not only is it, it, do you see what he meant to the city by this huge um, interest in this, in the, in the public memorial, but immediately after his death, thousands of people just on their own made their way over to Staples and some of the murals throughout LA and, and, uh, but mostly Staples and they left flowers and tributes at, at LA live. I mean, there were just rows and rows and rows of them. People were leaving shoes, signed jerseys, basketballs, flowers, cards, handwritten notes. Um, I think I went down there three days after it had happened, three or four days after it happened. It happened on a Sunday morning. People immediately went down there. I made my way down there a couple of days later. And it was just, like I said, rows and rows of these tributes. Um, there was these huge walls set up and people were writing uh, messages to Kobe, his daughter, and the other victims. And they were just you know, covered uh, with messages, like thousands of people. So it, it was really nice to see that people were willing to show how much he meant to the city. And yet another indication of that is the Kobe murals that have popped up in Los Angeles. So before the accident, as best as I could tell from the best of my knowledge, there were only about four or five murals in LA dedicated to Kobe, you know, the LA area. And when I say mural, I don't mean something small, like something, uh, you know, tiny logo or something or, or, or figure. I'm talking like a giant mural covering the entire side of a building. That's what, I, that's what I mean when I say mural. And less than 24 hours after the accident, one of these murals popped up dedicated to Kobe and his daughter Gigi on the side of a store called the Pickford Market by an artist named Muckrock. And we started seeing a few more pop up. I mean, this one literally popped up maybe 12 hours after the accident. It was crazy how fast they did it. <clears throat> Excuse me. But we saw others popping up. So I decided to keep track of it. And I created a blog post that shows every Kobe mural that I knew about in or near LA. And we included a picture, the artist's name, a description, and the address where you could actually click on it and you could find the exact location for people who wanted to visit just because there was just so many of them, um, you know, we wanted to give an easy way for people to find it. And like I said, there are only four or five Kobe murals before the accident that I was aware of. And on that list that we created, there's almost 40. And this is only three weeks after the accident. And we just see more and more going up. I think there's actually over 40 as at the time of this recording, but we just don't add them to the list until they're completely done. And so we've got almost 40 right now. And these aren't small dedications. These are beautiful, beautiful mural, murals that cover entire walls or sides of buildings, mostly in the city of Los Angeles, but also in other places nearby, like in Orange County and, and, and in the Valley and stuff. But it, it really got me thinking. I was like, this has to be a world record for murals in one city dedicated to one person. I mean, 40 murals of one person in one city, that, that has got to be a one, you know, a world record that I, I can't think of any other person off the top of my head. I'm sure Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. has crazy amount of murals in the United States, but I doubt he has over 40 in just one city. I mean, that that's an insane amount of murals. And it's just another indicator of what Kobe Bryant and his legacy meant specifically to the city of Los Angeles. 
I think his death hit us all, especially hard because it was so sudden and unexpected, but also because we felt like we knew Kobe, even though, like I was saying before, he wasn't, uh, you know, he, he did seem kind of distanced as far as um, uh, kind of being a reserve person and uh, not as outgoing, let's say like a shack or something, but it felt like we knew him because he had been playing in Los Angeles since he was a teenager, since he was 18 years old, straight out of high school, might've been 17. I don't know, but um, he retired at 38. So that's 20 years of watching someone, you know, um, in 82 games a season. I mean, it's, yeah, you feel you, it's, it's strange. Cause you feel like I've never met Kobe, but I felt like I knew him, knew him a little bit. And I'm sure that's how a lot of people felt. And then that's part of the reason why it hit people so hard. And I, I just hope that we find a way to keep his legacy alive in LA because it was obvious to me that he loved our city as much as we loved him. So hopefully these Kobe tributes and, and, and murals and stuff, they, they stay up and we remember how much he meant to the city because he really, really did mean a lot. And um, hopefully we can continue his legacy. Unfortunately it was cut short because like I said, it seemed like he had a lot going on after basketball and he just, a lot of motivational um, knowledge you could drop and uh, hopefully people can go back and look at some of these interviews. Uh, one I'd recommend is uh, School of Greatness by Lewis Howes. He does kind of these deeper dive interviews with uh, famous people and he doesn't just ask them the same old questions. He asks them like deeper life questions and that's one of the best Kobe Bryant interviews I've ever heard as far as like his mindset and, and how he approaches life and how he approaches trying to be successful. I really, I took a lot of motivation from it and I, I watched it before he passed. So, I mean, even at that time I was like, wow, this is something that you could really use in your own life, no matter what you're doing, because uh, that mama mentality of just working harder than everyone else, he, go, he goes into it. So really recommended that school of greatness. Check out that interview with Kobe. If you really want to see another side of him. And lastly, I just want to send out my condolences to the Bryant family. Everyone at Lifehacks LA wants to send out their condolences to Vanessa Bryant and the rest of their family, and also to the families of everyone else who knew someone on board. It's a really, really tragic accident. But on the other hand, it's, it's nice to see the city stand up and kind of mourn together and also just show the Bryant family how much his legacy meant to our city. All right, guys, that's all I have for you this week, and I will talk to you again soon. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening in on that episode as we just talked about the lasting impact of Kobe Bryant on the city of Los Angeles. As we talked about in the episode, there are close to 40 murals, over 40 murals in L.A. and the L.A. area dedicated to Kobe, Gianna, and the other victims of that tragic accident that happened just about a month ago as of this recording. If uh, My hack this week, I'm going to keep it short, is if you want to visit one of those murals, we've created a blog post that shows all of them. It can be pretty difficult to find some of them. So we decided to just put together a list of all of them. It has a picture, the artist's name, and most importantly, a link to the address where you just click on it and it'll open up in your Google Maps so you can easily find it. So my hack this week is if you want to find um, one, one or two, one of the Kobe murals or a few of them and go visit them and pay your own little tribute. Um, just go to our website and, and, and click on the link. It'll show you right where it is. And the easiest way to do that is just go to lifehacksla.com forward slash Kobe, lifehacksla.com forward slash Kobe, and that'll pull up that full list. And we'll keep adding 
to it as we hear about more murals. I'm sure there are more to come um, because Kobe meant so much to the city of Los Angeles that uh, people are just continuing to pay tribute to him. All right, that's all I have for you this week, and we'll talk again soon. Bye.